Heyo, and welcome to Genuine. My name is Ben Ice. I'm one of your hosts, and I just hit forgot to hit the record button on this podcast for about 10 minutes. But well, what a great conversation we had. I'm Rich Pancoast, and uh, yeah, that was interesting. So that now we get to do it again. Such a good energy we had going, too, but that's all right. That's all right. Rich, I want to reiterate what I was saying earlier about how wild it is that Spirit Halloween has already moved back into the empty storefronts. Not only the ones that I saw last year, I'm talking about the one across from Price Chopper, you know the one, but I'm seeing the new ones from the skeletons, if we're going to keep things spooky, from the skeletons of all the small businesses that closed down because of COVID. And that has immediately triggered me to realize we're in the spooky season, baby. (laughs) <laughs> We're there. We've already hit it. I went to Dunkin' Donuts. They have the pumpkin menu out. I got the pumpkin muffin, the pumpkin latte. It was 90 degrees in my car driving home because we're, it's still summer, but we've made it. And so I'm putting this all together. We've got the pumpkins. We've got Spirit Halloween going out. We've got a couple leaves starting to fall. That's right. It's election time. Oh, my goodness. I know. Yeah. And so I have been down the rabbit hole as well, thanks to a certain university that I currently attend. Uh, I have been down the social media rabbit hole like I have never been before, scrolling through Twitter, through Reddit, through Facebook, through Instagram, and just comment after comment after comment, regardless of your opinion, it is so hilarious and frightening maybe to see how quickly two people both lose the plot of exactly what they're talking about and absolutely misunderstand the per- the other person that they're commenting back and forth to and this is regarding the pumpkin spice right absolutely because it's either you're either getting two percent milk or you're getting skim milk yeah. and one of them makes it flat and then the other one just removes the flavor entirely no it's about Literally anything. It seems like everyone is radicalized onto two polar opposite points. You got to pick one or you got to pick the other. And it's an all out war. And no, no matter who you're talking to. And then there's some people in the middle. I feel like I'm one of them. And I'm walking. I'm looking back and forth like, okay, 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 okay. Like watching these two people try to just crucify each other for lack of a better term. Yeah. It's wild. Yeah. And it's sad too, because uh, I've seen a lot of good friends fight each other all of a sudden and uh and we've talked about this before numerous times how it's very clear to both of us that no opinion has ever been swayed on 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 any kind of social mm-hmm. media platform nobody says thank you so much for that comment now i'm going to vote for that same person you are right i will no longer i had no idea that the 5g towers were spreading coronavirus i didn't know <laughs> but now that you have opened my eyes I am excited. Yeah, and what, what, in your opinion, Ben, what is the reason why we are so passionate that we have to share with an audience our opinions? Um, I said this before, like, I'm so glad we didn't have this when I was younger because my opinions are very different today, and mm-hmm, I would have looked mm-hmm. back with regret. Um, but what, why do you think it is that we're so, we have to get it out, and do we really believe people are, are listening enough to change a decision? I think, I don't know. I, I Honestly, I don't entirely know. What I do know is that there is kind of a natural sorting mechanism that takes place where it is comfortable to be surrounded by people with the same opinions. And so people are known to compromise on small little bits if the big bits are the same. And so it's very easy to find yourself kind of agreeing with one person and then one year later, you're 
radical on this side of the spectrum because you will slowly slip towards people that you agree with that you like because it's more comfortable talking and, and being with them you feel like you don't have to be as careful about what you say because you're not so worried that the other person is going to bite back so i think that there is a natural sorting that takes place with our relationships that we have to kind of fight against if we want to keep on pulling in new information and having uh having having a informed opinions about what we're talking about but i i honestly also think and i could be wrong about this this is just my take i think that we're seeing a little bit of just a hyper induced boredom effect people have been at home all year learning how to knit and they just can't do it anymore yeah and it's so much easier you haven't seen these people in six months anyway you may as well just light the entire bridge on fire People are, so are, are so much more on social media than they admit. Like I, mm -hmm. I've, I've known that I, I have a lot of people get very defensive, right? When you ask them, aren't you on Facebook a lot? I'm not on Facebook. I'm barely yeah. ever on Facebook. It's like you've caught them, you know, with a knife at a movie theater. You're yeah. like, what do you got behind your back there? And they're like, don't, don't, don't ask me. It's my fine. I'm fine. Yeah. What are you talking about? It's funny, really, that so many people that I talk to just admit flat out, like, yeah, I got to get off of that. Yeah. Like, oh, You've been on Facebook, you've been on Twitter a lot lately or whatever. I saw that you're, you've been posting more. And they're like, I got to get off of Twitter. I hate Twitter so much. It's like, okay, but you've been on Twitter consistently for, you know, two years now posting every day. Which is I, which is fine if that's what you're into. Chase your bliss in, in, in some capacity, right? But like, if you're, if I drink coffee every morning and then someone's like, ah, you got the cup of coffee. And I'm like, yeah, I hate it. I got to get off of this stuff. Like, maybe I should do something about yeah. that. And we've all, I mean, and this is not in a mocking way, but I, I, a lot of people on, we'll say Facebook, would actually announce that they're going off Facebook, mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. which is amusing too because... It's a nice oxymoron, right? Yeah. And they and they get off it and sadly, a lot of them return. And I, matter of fact, I would say, I bet, I don't even know this for a fact, but I bet the percentages when the pandemic and all the thing, I bet it, we probably double the people coming back to Facebook. Mm. I actually know a lot of people that returned. They were probably, like you said, bored. Bored, um, absolutely. If you, if you, knowing what you do, because Rich uh, handles the social media stuff at the at that Fellowship Church because he is a trooper and he has taken that burden upon his back and I'm sure it's sore because of it. If you <laughs> had to rank Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, best to worst, just on a general scale, what do you got? I would say Twitter is first for me, but this is why, because I choose very carefully who I'm following. Mm. Like if you want to get curated. worked up, yeah, you, I mean, you want to get worked up, follow politics, follow whatever you want and get all mm -hmm, mad, mm -hmm. mad at all. I literally follow positive people, leaders, a lot of uh, Christian pastors and all that, that just encouraged me all day long. Mm -hmm. um, I think Instagram is second. I think Facebook, um, is, is a race to the bottom. Facebook although, is a race to the bottom. <laughs> although I, I enjoy it because I enjoy seeing the good things of Facebook. There are good things. Like I love seeing people I can't really see often, mm -hmm, seeing mm -hmm. their kids, seeing I love positivity. I love encouragement and all that. Um, but I, I do hate the politics aspect of it because I do think what we don't realize is we're, especially if there's, and this is from, I'll say it from a Christian point of view. Um, I always believe so strongly that if you're, a, if you're calling yourself a Christian, mm -hmm. I think everything put, should put, be put through a filter of Jesus. We should follow what he prompts us to do. And when we, and we, we so passionate about any kind of politics, 
we lose our half of our audience because they're against us. And, and, they, and we never even had a conversation with them. And that breaks my heart. And then mm -hmm. you get two people not liking each other. They never even talked in person. And that's all because of a passion. And going back to what you said before, like, you know, if I share this pro whatever, whoever in this election, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, the, my biggest audience is the ones that are just like me, the very pro mm -hmm, and the mm -hmm. very anti. Like, yeah. it's not the middle of the road. They don't even care. They won't even comment. Absolutely. But it's the passion one way or the other. So remember that you're when you're just gonna scream out into the void, the the loudest screams you're gonna hear back are always gonna come from the vocal minority. Yeah. And that's true with with any form of media for the most part. Like if you release something into the world, you're going to get such a skewed voice back that there's no there is very little real reason in my opinion, like meaningful reason why you should ever really listen to it. Um but that's just that's the game and some people are caught up in it. Like I said before, I think people are extremely bored. I think social media is important to some capacity. I want to be very clear that I'm not vilifying it, that I'm not demifying it at all because I I like social media. I'm not active on on any of mine, not really out of choice, but just out of happenstance. I fell off the train a little bit ago. I felt like a lot of people in my generation did to some capacity. Do you have a top three? Like what would you oh, say? Oh, do I have a top three? All right. So I while I'm not active on mine, I do like to keep tabs on other people. You know I'm following Guy Fieri. I love him. Um, <laughs> He opened a chicken shop, by the way. He makes chicken. It's great. It's in Florida. I think he did it a while ago. I just think that's really cool. There's, the, there's, there's a lot the of good sauces. of social media right that's there. That's the good of social media is following guy. He he had that. He had a game show about running around a grocery store, right? I don't know. I think he did. Someone. I don't know if I'm having a fever dream or not, but I I feel <laughs> like he hosted a game show. Regardless, back on point. If I had to rate them. It's got to be Instagram, number one. For the reason, I like pictures. Because a picture is worth a thousand words. And yeah. I can tell people that. And that's easy. Um, so Instagram is definitely top one. Uh, number two, Twitter? I'm fairly certain it's Twitter. And the only reason for that one is because I like short form media. If you couldn't tell by the picture thing first. Mm -hmm. I don't want to spend too much time having to dig into something to find the point and i find that on facebook which uh if you weren't if you weren't paying attention is would be number three in this list i feel like on facebook i have to put in an unnecessary amount of effort sometimes to find the point especially on long posts or posts that are written entirely in caps yeah the like, angry post it's too much work i will i cannot put that kind of work in for something that's supposed to be a time waster yeah. I would rather just get on Instagram, but my social media of choice, if you want to call it that, is, uh, I don't know, I, I, I like I like my subreddits. I'm not really active on Reddit either, but I do like that because it lets me keep tabs on some specific communities. Um, but yeah, definitely Instagram, then Twitter, then Facebook, because I agree with you, Facebook is a race to the bottom, and it is wild uh, how like upset you can get just looking at a news feed on Facebook from people that are just frankly out of touch yeah now now what are your thoughts to this we we didn't explore this um any i don't think anytime we talked about any kind of social media and i don't want to i just wanted to know your thoughts on this and i don't want to offend anybody here i'm trying to be very careful here but i'm sure i already Inst have so the gloves are <laughs> off with like instagram is the first the first thing i think about when i when i talk about instagram is is the filters and mm -hmm, mm -hmm. like i had i've seen so many people look so different sure um 
first do you ever use a filter <laughs> do i use a filter you're darn right i use a filter i i agree at the beginning there was a definite loss of cognitive reality where you're like oh my gosh she looks like she doesn't have acne but she always has acne but right. i feel like we are years down the line people have gotten over that and now people are just like used to it it is instagram things look good they ought to look good if i got on instagram and someone's like is posting ugly pics Right. Maybe I'll unfollow them. That's but I do not think that I we see. don't. I, I tell my wife this all the time. I mm-hmm. don't think we know. I'll say speak for men or a, a majority of men. Sure, sure. We don't know what what looks good. I always tell my wife. I'm like, you, if you think you can go on any kind of social media platform and it's a picture of me, go ahead because I'm gonna sure, trust sure. you a lot more than I trust myself. Oh, so okay. But, but then like, the other you aspect, have an aesthetic taste. Like you follow certain people on Instagram because you like what they post regardless of like the aesthetics of the or like the what what could be like the describable aesthetics of like whatever the picture is you you like x y and z and that's why you follow them right yeah 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 and i think i think with the um so i even think of it from uh, um and we're not going to talk about this tonight but it's funny where i'm thinking of all the people that do the um, online dating Mm -hmm, i'm mm -hmm. like that's i can't believe what they're up against i mean you could see like all these filtered pictures absolutely by the way when they were 15 years younger Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden you see me like huh (laughs) you better believe that i airbrushed my uh student id picture for liberty did you without a doubt (laughs) you know that i cleaned up some acne fixed the hair because i can because what's to stop me? Because it was 2016. I, no, it was like 2014 at the time. I'm sorry. It was it was the mid 2010s. Everyone has access to some kind of filtering or airbrushing technology for free. Yeah. Why would I not make myself look better? The only person who's gonna stare at that ID is me. Yeah. I'd better like see myself and be like, okay, well that was a real picture. I don't want to be embarrassed every time I pull it out. I don't have as much of a problem with the airbrushing culture as I think some other people do, but I agree that there is a problem with it. Shouldn't they do that with our driver's license picture? They, If we don't get there within the next <laughs> 10 years, if we don't get to the point where the DMV is shows me the picture and I can be like this one. Yeah. I'm gonna riot. My eyes are closed. I'm gonna my lose eyes are closed. My yeah. It's not even. That's not even me. That's not even a picture of me. And then it's already printed, and they're already handing it to me. And yeah. I'm like, well, I technology, guess I'm this woman now. Technology has come a long way. We can fix that. We can help that. DMV I can do so. something. Yeah. I wish I could just submit a picture, but what are you gonna do? Um. So I, I have to ask. You've brought a couple specific points to this conversation, and I gotta know what those are. Because the most that I can come at it with is my personal experience. Yeah, I I think the biggest one, you know, I think it instigated this whole conversation a while back. Me and you were talking about it in our frustration, or at least in my frustration. I can't even say you were frustrated. I think I brought about my frustration to you. And I was just getting a little mad about, I felt like our um, very small pockets of our church were mm-hmm. fighting on, on, on Facebook or whatever about opinions, political mm-hmm, opinions mm-hmm. and all that. And, um, and I remember you, you saying, you know, Rich, what's interesting is that your generation, and I'm a lot older than Ben, for those who don't know, uh, your generation seems to always want to tell our generation how to use social media, but it's really your generation, Rich, that seems to be screwing it up. And he said it in a, probably a nicer way than I just put it. I don't know. I have a tendency <laughs> to probably word things poorly. But when you said it, I'm like, man, he's completely right, because I've yet to be and I'm sure there's young adults that are offending people out there, but from the, I'll say from a church standpoint, the mm-hmm. people in our church, the young, the young people are, are extremely sharp, extremely loving, 
and I and I've yet to see anything that offended me and I feel like they're a little more aware of what they're putting on and that really impressed me but the other side of it was like huh it's really it's like my age group that well like like, I want to address the cultural lag there right because social media for me I'm trying to think back became popular when I like really like Facebook really I'm talking Farmville and Farkle really caught on (laughs) became the cultural norm when I was in middle school I think probably like seventh grade seventh grade eighth grade something like that so we had our like drama be careful what you post uh like dumpster fire like sessions when we were in high school and middle school which was awful at its own time i mean there were people like i remember death threats being thrown around when i was in high school because you have a bunch of teens that are filled up with monster and hormones and don't know what to do they they can't figure out how to express their emotions well um and they're walking into school trying to avoid eye contact with everyone and then going home and just lighting up someone's Facebook wall at the time. This was like pre-Twitter, pre-Instagram, and then Twitter came along and people branched out and um, different kind of uh, opinions, like I said before, naturally sorted into their kind of social medias. So we went through the exact same thing, but we found, and, and, and this may sound cruel to some because I know that there's some horrible tragedy that came out of that period of time as well, but I feel as though since we didn't we we hadn't really gotten our life started yet the stakes were so much lower but now we went through that there was some horrible stuff that came out of it we are learning that employers now really care about what you post on your social media sometimes and so now there is a best practices about it so now we know be careful what you post online and to to reference back to your quote of mine that is exactly what, what, I, what I was talking about. It, the amount of times as a 24-year-old adult that I get told by people at like conferences and coaching events and that kind of stuff, be careful what you post online because employers look at that. Like, I know, we know, we get it. The millennial generation, Gen Z, like we know because we've already gone through it. But because of the cultural lag that normally happens between generations, it seems as though Gen X and the baby boomers are are going through that phase now. And under normal circumstances, that cultural lag is not an issue. However, your stakes are so much higher. You because you have had a career for I don't maybe like 20 years. And if you start one of those dumpster fire drama sessions, Mm -hmm. you're putting so much on the line for something so insignificant as your opinion being yelled out into the void. Yeah. And I think in, in like my biggest passion was in, in all of this, when you said that and when we were talking about it, my biggest passion is, is really my faith. And what I saw was um, how easily people were losing influence, even inside of our church. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I do believe strongly that um, everything that we say as a Christian, I mean, for a true believer of Jesus, mm-hmm. and that's what we follow— we're supposed to be disciple making and you don't disciple make make when you're offending and you know what i mean you're actually pushing people right. away and you know and we've had people um i remember years ago when i first got into ministry somebody had inboxed us and said so and so goes to your church and they put this on facebook i'm not going to your church and i was like what <laughs> i was like unbelievable that was like shocking to me but i but there was part of it i was like it uh-huh. is to have like the people in our church that really are passionate about our mission and what we're trying mm-hmm, to do mm-hmm. and make more disciples um, should be aware of what they're putting on because that's sure. how influential people are. And if they don't have faith yet, 
we we shouldn't mock them. They're like they're young, they don't know Jesus yet, maybe. So they're looking at us like, right, if that's right. Jesus, I don't want no part of it. So. Absolutely, and we we are lucky enough at Fellowship Church. We've been blessed with a with a, a, a an interesting problem where our church is split fairly well down the middle as far as its political. Uh, beliefs, its 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 alignment is concerned, which is great because it it lets us stay focused on the mission, which, as you said before, is people. Now, it's important to have your beliefs and your opinions and your doctrines in your heart and and know exactly what those are and have them be firm. But you cannot lose sight of the fact that as a Christian, as a genuine Christian, the goal is people. The goal is the relationship that you have with Christ and the relationship that you need to strive to have with the people around you so that you can exemplify his will for your life. So you can show them this is what it means to be a Christian and it's good. Mm-hmm. I was talking to a couple friends of mine um, who uh, I play some games with, some video games with, and they are not Christians. Not a problem. I think it's important to have a circle of friends um, that aren't Christians so that you, you don't find yourself in a bubble. And so you can you can pursue other people. And that has led to some great conversations. But it is unsurprising to me at this point, but still frustrating on a on a deep personal level that as soon as someone finds out, and I use the word finds out very, very pointedly, finds out that you are a Christian, there are so many labels that get attached to you immediately because of that. Yeah. Christians are crazy. And I'm not saying that ironically. I'm saying that as someone who has worked in church for a good number of years now, as someone who has grown up in church, that Christians are the best, the best, and the worst people I've ever met in my entire life. Yeah. People that I would want to go to to ask their advice on every important thing that I do in my life because I think God has shown them an amazing, blessed life and that they have followed his will to the letter, or at least as best as they humanly can, and they are reaping amazing blessings and peace from that, and I want to pursue that. And I've also met the the people that I will never talk about on this show because <laughs> I am so... They just make me so sad. Is it like the, the hypocrisy most, of it? It's You know what it is? It's honestly people that say that they're Christians, I guess you could say act, quote-unquote, like they're Christians, and they are the most miserable people I've ever met in my entire life. Yeah. And as soon as they talk about their faith, you can tell that it's hollow and it's empty. And there's no faith there. It's all religion. It's all tradition and guilt. And there's no relationship there because they don't want a relationship. And they've never pursued it. And there's a different type of outreach for those people. And there are people that are amazing at reaching those people. But the point is, is that... When you say that you're a Christian, when you yell that into the void, you have to understand that there is an incredible, incredible spectrum of belief that understands different parts of that. Like being a Christian is a wild thing to be right now. And it's not going to get any better unless we start genuinely being better. And I honestly think, and I believe that you honestly think, that a big portion of that is the vocal minority on social media. Yeah, the words we're sharing. It's And, and we are under a microscope. People mm-hmm. who are not bought into our faith kind of like when we screw up in our faith because they're like, see, they don't well, know. Well, it's justifying, doing. right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. But I learned, and I think I shared this story with you. I learned a long time ago, and I think this is now I look back, I feel like God allowed this on purpose. This is going to sound a little too mm-hmm. spiritual. But my... Um, 
I think it was like the first year I was ever on Facebook. Mm-hmm. And it was actually a coworker of ours, Laura. All right. So I'll give sh- uh, Laura a shout out. But she had shared something on the social media. She said something about her son, Marcus. Um, she basically said the tooth fairy. I'll give the shout is, out for Marcus. Yes, Marcus. There you Marcus, go. Marcus, good shout out. <laughs> He's probably the only person listening. But anyway, yeah. um, he had lost a tooth when obviously, obviously younger, mm-hmm. lost a tooth. And um, Laura had written on social media, man, this tooth fairy is, is, is making me broke or something, yeah. something to that point. So I don't know why, but I just put underneath, I'm like, well, you can always tell Marcus the truth. And I got, I got slammed by people Ooh, on social media. Yeah, yeah, They're like, you should move. allow them to live out their dreams of the tooth oh fairy. My gosh. So I was like, wow, you, you even got to be careful. Like Laura knew what I was talking about, but then I'm like, mm-hmm, so I just, mm-hmm. every time I post, I'm like, well, how can this be gauged and who's going to, absolutely. I don't want to get into a war. It and, is. And, a, and la- one more thing about wild. that. Like, this is what I learned also on social media. Like if I'm going to get mad at somebody, what is so hard about an inbox? What is so hard about a phone call or a text? Yeah. Why do we have to literally go underneath them, comment, and go into a back and forth where now you have an audience? And by the way, that stays on the newsfeed longer. Yeah. So now yeah. everybody's paying attention. That's terrible. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think part of it is convenience, where you're just you're not thinking. Like you get lost in the emotion, and you're like, "How dare they?" Yeah. I like this thing. How dare they say that they don't like this thing? Yeah. Uh, they should like this thing. And the then you just fairy. do a whole thing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so now I'm going to spend the next 45 minutes of my life trying to make this stance. But I, the DM box, that is the direct message box for those of you who are not familiar, is, is extant. It's there, but you're right. People don't like to use it. I think there is some amount, and, and I say this from personal experience, I think there is some amount of accountability of, of keeping the conversation in front of the public the public view That's where you're true. like now other people can see because you know if you it is it is as far as common or, or or current etiquette is concerned it is tasteless to screenshot the the dm right uh, and post that somewhere but if it's already for everyone to see but did you mean like like if you're losing hypothetically if sure. you're losing an argument on facebook mm-hmm. Um, it's probably why you continue to comment, right? Because you don't want to lose it in yeah. public in yeah. front of everybody. You have, that makes you sense. have. It, let, let's let's bring it back to medieval etiquette, because you know that's where I like to be. <laughs> you have insulted the the other night, and they have cast their gauntlet down in front of you, and they challenge you to a duo, <laughs> and so you accept because now if you don't. You think everyone's going to be looking at you, and they're going to think less of you because of it. Why are we doing that? You can't say under the dual uh, offer, you can't say CDM. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> well, you and I will settle this in a room in the tavern with swords with no one looking. <laughs> like, that's not how that works. So that has been around for, for a while, just to, like people like fighting each other in front of other people. Yeah. That's how you get the glory of the kill, right? Yeah. But it's so bad on social media like there's something half entertaining half pitiable about watching two people spend hours going back and forth just disintegrating a relationship yeah so what is your give me i'm putting pressure on you here oh no please what is your your biggest piece of advice if you were to if you had someone younger and they said what Ben, what should I do? I have all these social media outlets. Give me some advice on that. What would you Mm -hmm. say? Is there anything that sticks out right away? I think that... Close all the accounts. (laughs) (laughs) Close the accounts. You're now going to be on uh, MySpace. You're now going to re-revive MySpace. You'll work off of that. No, honestly, I think uh, it is best to uh, single down for starters. So 
don't have a Facebook, a Twitter, an Instagram, because this is not like an ethical thing. This is a time management thing. Single down to a single social media platform that you are willing to put the time into and just just work on that one. Yeah. Because you don't, if you're trying to check three or four different things, chances are you are going to lose not just multiplicatively more time, but exponentially more time as yeah. you transition from, from point to point to point. But more so than that, I would say, people say be careful who you follow, but I would take that a step further and say, be very intentional about the news that you're getting in from it. It's fine to follow people just to follow people, but like, if you're following only people, you, that could be a little boring too. Like you're kind of setting yourself up for failure. The yeah. social media sites that I have, I follow a lot of businesses that I like. And so I kind of get some stuff from that. I get news about um, kind of deals that they're having, coupons sometimes. So I find that I like to utilize it like that. But when there are days where those don't come across my feed and I see just kind of my friends posting, uh, I find that those are the times where I get more frustrated. Yeah. So like follow what I, I guess what I'm trying to say, if I can sum it up is follow friends, people that you like and that you enjoy the company of, but uh, also follow communities because it's nice to get outside of your own bubble sometimes. And with social media, it's very easy to trap yourself in a bubble of, of, of your own circle. Yeah, no, that's good. I think, I think um, my, one of my pieces of advice would be if you can't contain yourself, if you can't control the times you open it up, it's a big red flag, right? Oh, yeah. And going back to our faith, I'm like, I always say this to people, like, uh, and I heard it at a conference, and I told you it's a cheesy line, but mm -hmm. Christine Kane said, you know, before you um, get on Facebook, get your your face in the book, the book being the Bible. Like, like I, one of the best things that I've, I've done in my life and it was probably more recent than I wish. I wish it was like once I became a Christian, but um, is that I do not open any social media outlets be, un, unless I read the Bible first because I feel like the Bible, for to me, helps huh. me helps me look at this social media from a different angle and look mm -hmm. at it like more gracefully at people, not yeah. being so mad at them because before I was just getting mad. And it, mm -hmm. the studies already literally do show that when we go into the news first in the day or if we go into social media or both for that matter, yeah we people are more depressed are down they're upset so mm -hmm, i'm like mm -hmm. i'm going to prepare my day and read god's word first and if i have to go into that outlet of any kind of social media at least i feel a little more aware That's of what interesting. might come i'm not sure if i can get behind that i i i as a christian the law requires that i say that's a great idea <laughs> i don't know if i could personally do that but i am a huge i agree with all of the sentiments behind it i am a huge proponent of mindfulness in whatever you're doing and getting yourself mentally right before you take in just potentially bad vibes right bad information frustrated like different different emotional inputs that's hugely important and in addition to that take a moment while you're scrolling every couple minutes or so and just really think about what am i feeling right now am i happy that i'm doing this because social media, like the rest of the internet, is a novelty device in that it feeds you new and interesting information constantly. That's why internet addiction exists, is because every time you scroll, you're, there's a probability of your brain being like, oh, I like that, and getting a little excited about it, even if it's only a little bit. Yeah. And so every time you scroll, you're basically playing a slot machine of, am I going to feel good? 
or is the next thing that I see going to make me mad? Yeah. And if you realize that you're playing that slot machine and you're losing constantly, then maybe you need to reevaluate exactly how you're handling maybe not just social media, but the internet in general. Just be mindful mm -hmm. of what you're feeling throughout your experience. Yeah, and then the social media, as we both know, is sometimes you'll somebody will share some some fake news. Mm -hmm. Like how many times has, has Betty White died so far on Facebook? And she's still 17. alive, by the way. So as we speak, mm -hmm. but I mean that's I literally have seen her die on Facebook mm -hmm. three or four times. Mm -hmm. Somebody shared it, and thought for sure it was true, which is absolutely. I saw a post uh, two weeks ago that read, and I quote because it was so hilarious, and I quote the real truth about Princess Diana and her lover, Dodi Al-Fayed. And I thought, in case you don't know, Princess Diana died in a, in a terrible accident in 1997. And we're still talking about and her. And we're still, which I I get it partially. In in good way, we should talk about her, but we don't I have mean, to bring up her I mean, but also like, maybe something was going on, but like, I don't need to see that because I'm just here looking for information about Smash Brothers. Yeah. Like it's its own, it's 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 totally outside the realm of what I'm looking for. Again, social media loses the plot so quickly. Yeah. About whatever you're on there to actually see. Yeah, and a lot of that. I mean, the the, the saddest and most disturbing things are the ones that lure people in, and because uh, it's abnormal. That's why watch the news. It's all bad news, and mm -hmm. and that's why reality television does really well. People like train wreck, sadly, but that again but goes back to the word of God. Yeah. I think it get, gets me. I don't want to see that. I don't want to see that. So mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah, I mean, people are always going to be drawn to tragedy because it's it's interesting and it's 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 hard. But the news certainly knows at this point that that's what gets the ratings so yeah. don't don't get lost in that trap true well thank you so much for joining us for uh for for today's show we are so excited to uh come come again at you next week with a different topic if you have ideas for topics feel free to send them in send them our way uh we're always looking for for different new uh things to talk about yeah. uh, thank you so much uh, my name is ben ice and i'm rich pankos don't forget to follow us on facebook of course i'm just kidding Go ahead. <laughs> yeah don't forget to follow us on all of your social media platforms <laughs> Um, and this has been Genuine.